0: So the first good luck charm, or oh, the first indication that, well, you know what, it was only because I lost my glasses when they had the best comeback ever from the Falcons. I lost my glasses because I got dragged out of a bar, which someone got killed outside sort of a year before um, by two blokes after getting into like a stupid little scuffle. Yeah, they fucking pulled me, uh, pulled me hood. <laughs> pulled me jumper over my head and dragged me out of the bar but those two blokes were basically breaking up and some other kid who's come from nowhere the kid who I was had a problem with he didn't even say anything or he wasn't even going to do anything and then uh, about two other different parties got involved um, so that was the. F- it's good luck after well it looks like good luck now because um, they actually won it I lost my glasses when they had the greatest comeback against the, the Falcons I lost them a few weeks before we won that That was the incident in the bar And then in between the AFC final And the Super Bowl In um, In 2019 I lost my glasses in a bar in New York again So looking back I say like it's good luck or it, um, For me to lose my glasses Was good luck But I don't want to say that now actually Because some prick will probably robbed my glasses Anyway Um, so that yeah that was that and I was in New York that time for um, in between the AFC final and the Super Bowl I went to New York for the weekend oh that was it yeah because I was getting my rosary breed, Um because of, three, because of the rosary beats I had to replace my rosary beat because at the start of the whole thing when the Patriots had just had three losses in a row and they were playing the Miami Dolphins um, that morning I got out of bed at 6 o'clock in the morning because it was 6 in the morning for six for Tom Brady's 6 ring or for the Patriots 6 win um, 6 Super Bowl win in that era in the Tom Brady Bill Belichick era um, so I wrapped, wrapped them in plaster in like a little plaster football American football like a rugby ball for all you limies. Um, I got out and it was dead on 6 in the morning I threw him in the River Charles or in the Charles River in Boston and um, so that was three weeks before Kansas City came to Boston and I went to Kansas City while they were in town to invoke the good grace of, of the good Lord so they came to our hometown so I went to their hometown that's part of the psychology of uh, having an epic victory so it was all about psychology they were never going to win it doesn't even matter about any of the stats it doesn't matter about Tom Brady being the best quarterback of all time probably arguably at the moment Um it doesn't matter about the fact these players are actually on the pitch taking hit after hit from a metal helmet from an individual who's a pro athlete. So these people can hit harder, run faster than anybody. And then they've got metal helmets on top of their heads. And so when you're getting smacked around by metal helmets and all that, you think, oh, what are we going to win? Are we going to win? Well, it doesn't matter that that was happening to you because psychologically I was bringing the victory home no matter what. Um, so uh, so that was that anyway, where am I now with it um, oh yeah and I had to get out of town anyway from New York because people were harassing me like when I was driving to when I was driving to um, Kansas City and I got to the turnstiles I think I was up near Buffalo in New York um, so that was the first instance on that day I mean, it happens every day like it looks boring people will harass you or shout something around the corner or you'll go past someone and I'm just half in a, in a doze because I'm in the middle of work and anyway so I drive through the turnstile unless these people absolutely actually do it to everybody they don't know who they come in contact with which is pretty gay um, but anyway, I'm driving through the turnstile and someone says hang yourself so uh, there's your two dollars fuck off um, so that was the first instance that day so there's a few, well then I got to the like, it's like a to and fro sort of uh, technique, or it's sort of a to and fro um, experience. I mean, someone will say that, and then a few hours down the road, I get to the service station or to the services just to refuel, and I walk in, grab a coffee, because i got to keep myself awake, it's like seven o'clock at night, I've been driving since seven in the morning and uh, someone would be laughing and just smiling oh here we go super fan. and you know it's not like you have like any interaction with them or it's not like they're not talking directly to you so you don't I mean, I'm not gonna, did you just say that to me? I going to walk up to him and say did you just call me a superfan? how do you know I'm a superfan? so that didn't happen and I wasn't doing that anyway um, that doesn't happen like every day otherwise I'd be spending half a day like chasing people did you just say that to me? did you just say that to me? Um, so yeah but in between that there was a bad one um, I got home from Kansas City after I went to the AFC final and um, there was um, I'm walking along the street and this was it was a Monday night I think it was a Monday night no no hold on it was a Thursday night it was a Thursday before I went I mean bear in mind look I've been to um the Massachusetts Department of Justice and put in a file, the file got lost saw Hillary Clinton's lookalike the day after, it wasn't Hillary Clinton driving past with the shades on yeah, the file got lost Um, everything I submitted um, and then I resubmitted it the following January but I went in to add something to it um, or to see if there was been any progress or anything And they said, well, we haven't got it, but I sent it all through to a printing printing station on email. So, I had a repeat of it all, and I could get it printed off again. But anyway, in between that, um, the Thursday before I went to Kansas City, I was just going across the road, there's a little Greek store, um, to get something to eat, um, and... As I'm walking across the road, some bloke with a dog says, uh, as I'm walking past, he's just going, oh, and Olivia too. So I paid no attention to that. Like, don't know if he pretends to be on the phone, if he was on the phone. Um, and then I got back, and some girl um, had been kidnapped in Boston. Now, bear in mind, bloke, from where I'm sitting, people take instructions to say something to me on a daily basis. And... Um, um tried my best to oh, actually, like I did try pretty hard to go to the police, get a number of complaints go and get a court order and every time you go somewhere and do something um, you just get knocked back and when I wanted to try to get a court order for um, harassment and I wanted to get um, a restraining order against some people that were occupying other condos in the building this is before I moved um, they said oh you need evidence Uh, So I said, um, I've got three police reports here. I've got numerous complaints. I've been into the Department of Justice and recording everything that's happening. And um, they said, uh, well, that's not evidence. Which is so annoying because. So basically, I'm going to have to wear a body cam, really. It's another gay thing. But um, you need evidence. And it was so hard to get police reports. I mean, the first report I went and got got lost and they couldn't retrieve it at all. There's something on the system. I went into the police headquarters then and said, Right, this is a joke. So then they had me speaking to internal affairs and everything. This is about a couple of weeks before I came home. Um, I said this is a I said, this is a joke. I couldn't get that police report which I handed in or I went to get a police report the time when I went to the Department of Justice that's the first thing they said was have you got any police reports I said no so I went straight down to the cop shop made a police report uh, which was really hard to get anybody to do it Um, and then I went back and they weren't there or actually the person who did who was at the police station that time he did seem willing but Um, and I don't know whether he actually wrote the report but there's something logged on the system but there was just nothing they could pull up and that's when um, I spoke to a few people in around the lobby in um, Boston Police Headquarters and was like you need to speak to Internal Affairs (laughs) so Internal Affairs come down and they're 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 as bad as the Department of Justice um you're not gonna get far with them. So anyway, I get to um, yeah, that's it. Uh, somebody said Olivia too, and then three days later, we get back to Boston after I, mean, I had a, a rough trip. I got. We got stopped over one night in Minnesota. I was late getting back, so I didn't get back to the Tuesday. So the flight was delayed because so there was a big blizzard on. Um, and. Right, so I'm just kind of concentrate on the actual first week of that after that drive to Kansas City when they came to when they came to um, Boston. Um, I got in my car about eight o'clock in the morning on the Friday morning, and I've got a hotel booked outside the Indiana Colts Stadium, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indiana. So I get there at about 11 o'clock that night after your man at the turnstile and a few other funny, funny blokes um, as as I made the journey there. So that's like 14 hours in a car. So I get there, I get up the next morning, straight on the road, and I've got to get to St. Stephen's Cathedral in Kansas City and back to the Indiana Colts Stadium in one day, to make it on time, or to keep myself on schedule so I can get back in time for work on Monday morning. I was aiming to be back in Massachusetts for the start of the game, which is on the Sunday, and I think I got state line. I was, I was around state line for half-time. So I got to um, somewhere near Chicago or Illinois, and I see this little deadlock. I saw this little marker, and well, I saw the um, the indicator on the dashboard saying low, um, low air in one tire. And um, I've got to um, got to a service station, and went to put some air in the tire, and it wasn't working. I juggled it round, and the thing is literally just the the tip which you use to put air into the tyre It's basically just fallen off and it, like, it was kind of loose when I put the thing on but it's basically just cracked off um, and i had been on that since the night before so I've gone for like maybe six or seven hours driving and if I'd like just hit a curb or anything or a stoner to hit this nozzle coming out of the tyre I'd have just got a, a flat there and then um, so I was dead lucky to get to um, the service station and luckily the bloke had a garage there, a garage, sorry, Limey Yanks. Um garage garage. Um the bloke had a garage there and um he's fixed my tyre, put a new nozzle on the end of it, um and I hit the road, made it to Saint Stephen's Cathedral in Kansas City and said a prayer, went in, said a prayer. Made it back to the Colt Stadium that evening. On the way back, I'm pretty sure I saw an ice officer from Massachusetts who I know. <laughs> but I don't know his ice for sure. But I know he's like his law enforcement, but I don't know if he's ice for sure. But he followed me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm almost dead certain it was him uh, as I'm coming out of Kansas City. Um so then I made it back to the Indiana Colt Stadium that night. Up the next morning and it's Sunday morning and I think I got away at about 10 o'clock, because I must have slept in just a little, and state line for half-time of the game, where we were winning, and then it got a little touch, got a little touch-and-go there, because they've got who's going to maybe be the next best quarterback of all time, Pat Mahomes, because it's unbelievable what, what he can do with the ball. Um, but we got the victory in the end, and it ended up being really significant, obviously, for those of you that know that, because we met um, Kansas City in the uh, AFC final back in Kansas City. Um, so I was always going to that, and I went to that. But I think um, if you don't know the whole story, or if any like National Guard turned police officer from Kansas City hears that I did that, Well, they might take a little bit of offence to it, or you might think it's really cheeky um, because it's something to do with churches and garden and everything. Um, But if you just bear with it, I mean, I know you joined the police because you like shooting people, um, but just bear with it. It's not that cheeky um, when I get to the end of it. So anyway, got back. um, Got back to... um, Boston, went to work, so this bloke I knew for years, Mike, um, first thing he said, so someone must have heard something about it, or someone must have said something to someone, or whatever, the first thing I got back already was just talking about the game, I don't know, um, but everyone's going on about this game, it was like a great game, a uh, well, high scoring game, people always say, like, I prefer a high scoring game, but then people think the Super Bowl final was brilliant, I know so many blokes who say the final was brilliant, but it was only like a total of 20 points scored in the whole game, um... It was all about the defence, but I don't really understand um, the defence game so much and it's more intricate than, well, it's not more intricate, it's just, you know, you see touchdowns and plays coming through um, and points being scored, you just think an offences game is more entertaining. Well, it is for me at this point in time until, I I don't know, people have a different understanding of the game or people appreciate different aspects of the game. So I got back anyway, and the first thing Mike Nemro says to me was, um, oh, the Chiefs are for real, but Andy Reid chokes in the playoffs. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Andy Reid's their manager. Um, but the Chiefs are real. Everyone's going on about the game. But everyone had been going on about Pat Mahomes um, before the game, which is why I actually went and did it, because uh, I knew if i do that, get one over on the Chiefs psychologically, we're going to win it. So, that's actually completely the reason why I did it, and I felt like it. Um, Didn't have a long drive in America. Oh, and I've been undocumented for like seven and a half years, so it's really, really funny that like ice operative was... If I'd got pulled over, I'd have been using my English license. Um, So I don't know how that would have gone down. I'd probably get away with most things in Massachusetts around Boston um, because I never got in any trouble, I never took drugs or anything, so they just kind of left me alone. Um, apart from that one incident in the bar where someone had got killed outside a year before, um, one of the lads from Donegal who was actually a plasterer as well, he um he got into a fight. They'd been out for a night, so he was in his company, he got into a fight, and this this person um hit his head wrong when he went down, and uh, and he died. So I mean the sort of intensity between. The Irish blokes who sit on the side of the one bar in Dorchester and the American blokes who sit on the other side of the bar in Dorchester where I got dragged out of. The intensity kind of amped up a little bit there for a while. Um, But it was... I mean, it wasn't... It was kind of a bit sad because the key had a wife and kids and all that. Um, But bad stuff happens all the time in Boston. People get shot like round the corner or down the street a few times a week, no matter where you go in the city. Honestly, no matter where you go in the city, people get shot here and there. So anyway, I try and stay in chronological order here for as best I can. Um, I get back to Boston. I'm working. I met Mike that morning. And I've got other jobs to go to the rest of the week. Oh, then I'm working. Frank threw a job in at me last minute on... Um, last minute on that Friday that it had to be done that weekend the following weekend because um, the property was um, was a rental and it was occupied but we had to put these soundproof boards in along long um, in a long, long wall to try and um, reduce the the noise between uh, between apartments because woods like anything built out of wood is like an echo chamber um, and most things are built out of wood um, in America and um, unless you do like the proper ferret in between and there's dividing walls then that takes up space and it depends on the insulation but you can readdress the insulation at other points but um, I'm doing this job for Friday and Friday night I'm lifting up, the, I've been working like a dog all day, these real real heavy boards up and down the stairs and I want to get this done, I want to like, it was a little dodgy a little or it was like yeah yeah it was basically if i took one wrong move i had to go on stilts on a plank which was about 12 feet in the air so i couldn't bother to set up a double plank or it wasn't, wouldn't have worked anyway so one wrong move and i was like gonna break my leg or something but that's like that's nothing new um working over there it's health and safety it's down to yourself um on smaller smaller domestic projects but um Got there right, this is why this is significant and this is why you probably won't the chief police officers who might want to shoot me. But you want it in the end. You want it in the end anyway, you know, you want it the season after. Um and no one saw Pat Mahomes, like he signed a thirteen year contract, so you can't really can't really want to kill me. But uh, I'm used to that anyway. But um yeah, that is it. Um I'm staring at this, I'm not staring at this, yeah I'm staring at the wall, <laughs> I'm lifting up this board about to put it on um, on the wall and this is like the 10th time um, that I start seeing these stars in front of my face and um, actually this time they were red again which is um, the same as they were I think January a year and a half before that or 18 months or 20 months before that whatever it is Um, but that won't be um, that won't mean anything to you unless I tell um, unless I tell the whole thing and that's uh, that's like something that I have to completely change my tone of voice for and I don't know if I'd even get around to that but anyway that's thrown in there because there's a reason why that's important so, um, Patriots start winning, and it looks like right it looks like they could have got home field advantage. they really, really really really, really could've got home field advantage, but um um, they fluffed it up towards the end. there was something the Miami Dolphins pulled a people said that was a that was a goof up or something, or the Patriots fumbled, but it wasn't a Patriots fumble, it was the moment the Dolphins started playing like English rugby players for whatever reason. No one does that. I didn't even know it was legal. Um, and anyway, we get round to the end of the season, and um, um, if they get through to the AFC final, the Chiefs will have home field advantage over them. And the Chiefs were the only team that could have home field advantage of them, but there was a time when they could have leapfrogged them and they wouldn't have had to go to. Kansas City and it was a massive order like it was a tall order on their behalf um to to go and beat Kansas City in in Kansas City um So anyway, I go back to um, start the game. So I got to the game. I was like two minutes late to the stadium because I wanted to miss all the crowd. Bolting across the car park and um, you just hear three points and no noise. So then I know straight away the Patriots have scored. Um, And uh, I get to the game. It's like it went to overtime and everything. Um, It was probably, probably one of the it really was a great game. I'm going to say one of the best games ever. I haven't watched the NFL for that long. Uh, but it was a great game. And uh, Walking out the stadium at the end, and it was like three degrees colder inside the stadium than it was outside the stadium. And Kansas City fans are notorious. So there was no big roaring at the end. But there was... I got carried away like when they tied it to overtime or some point just before the end of the game. Um, I got carried away <laughs> Me and the kid next to me, because he, he was a Patriots fan as well, so I ended up sitting next to a Patriots fan, and that was the only time we got carried away in the game. But uh, So we are in there like, just roaring, and uh, everyone else is like dead quiet. There's barely any Patriots fans in there. Um, oh, and someone um, ran onto the pitch, so we went nuts for that as well, but everyone else was a bit meh. But um, got to the game, got to the end of the game, um, and walking up stadium at the end, there's some woman crying. Like they take—I've never seen so many people hanging their head and so many people so sad at the end of a game because they take it real seriously um, over there. Well, they take it seriously everywhere, but um, I don't think they've won it for a long time. It really, really meant a lot to them, and they're really hopeful to win it that year. And there's some woman crying um, outside the uh, the toilets, and she pointed at me, She said it's his fault, like that. <laughs> and, uh, I just like whatever get me out of here um but uh so it was a it was a nightmare to get there I had to flank the storm and I told them that on Google and uh someone managed to repeat it to me in the airport which is sort of what I deal with on a daily basis um don't try that at home kids because somebody will probably annoy the crap out of you for years for doing it, um, and I got back to Boston, anyway, right, yeah, so they've got to go back to the dirty bit, so anyway, I'm monitored like crazy, and, um, get what I call harassment on a daily basis, um, and, uh, the dirty bit that happened in around that game, I got back late, because we got laid over in St. Paul's, um, st paul's in minnesota and uh, the airport was empty all night and you walked i walked down this huge long stretch of massive airport and uh after Snowden in wales it was like one of the most incredible things i've ever seen um because the airport was completely dead and empty and uh, i think i saw one of sony michelle's he was like the rookie breakout performer running back of the year um, saw one of his relatives in the airport. Well I loved to spit an image of him but then I deal with spitting images of people or have dealt with spitting images of people at various points in time, various occasions. Um so I go back to Boston. Right, I'm gonna try and concentrate on the dirty bit now and not diverge away from that. But the Thursday before I went, um I already said that that I was walking down to the Greek place across the road just to get some um uh, get some food to cook. I didn't want too much in the fridge. And uh so I was just buying whatever I needed for that night. And uh some walk some old bloke walking with me and a couple of dogs says, Oh Olivia too and so I didn't pay any attention to him. I don't know if he was on his phone or if he wasn't or what. And um I get back from um I get back from Kansas City after getting delayed by a day. And um The, um, the bloke who, um, oh, sorry, the, um, the TV is full of this news of some girls got kidnapped in the city centre in Hennessy's Bar. Um, she got kidnapped and I think they, I don't know if they found her when I got back, I think they had just found her. Um, she was in some Mexican kid's apartment in one of the old, um, housing projects in charlestown and uh he was trying to give her drugs or something and she got drugged in the bar by some kid um she got pulled away somewhere passed off to another couple of people taken on the train to charlestown which is where they lost her and i think they canvassed the area and the founder over a couple of days it was all all over the news her name was olivia uh, i've been harassed for years um I've been into the Department of Justice to complain about it. I've been into um, the um, police to get reports. Um, and so I'm straight down the cop shop. And i uh, straight down the cop shop. And uh, i said, all right, I've got... I've speaking to the lady on the counter, the police officer, and I said, I've got... Um, I've got a uh, file at the Department of Justice. I'm telling you I've been harassed. There's people in the building that harass me. I've walked down... I've got, I said to them, I've got to come in and tell you this now. I've just got to tell you straight now, right? The people who've harassed me... Um, well, obviously, they use unassuming individuals as they walk about their streets or go in their daily lives who I might happen to come in contact with because um, they predict my movements... And um even motion me even can possibly motion my movements so I end up in some place at some time and um they can use an unassuming person to meet me there to maybe say something to me just off the cuff or in passing or for one time in their life and these people don't know what they're joining in with. Um, which is why you have to get to the the main perpetrators of the harassment. So anyway, which is why they should because that's the first time I've ever heard someone... It's not that common of a name. And anyway, a few days before, out of nowhere, the guy's just with two dogs. He says, Olivia too. And I get back four days later, and there's a girl called Olivia who's been kidnapped. So I'm straight in the police station. I said, all right, look. Um, I've got to follow the Department of Justice. Um, I've handed in everything to him before. I think I went down to the Department of Justice just a week before that, or maybe that week again. And um, I've... I've told her, I've been in this police station before, I've filed a complaint um, against people in the building particularly, and um, and now I left, I said to him, I just left on Friday morning, and I got back just now, and the night before I left, someone's walked past me and said, Olivia too, and I get back, and there's a girl called Olivia, who's just been kidnapped. All right, so, I mean, i said i'm just throwing it out there i'm just telling you this right now um i've been complaining for six months it's going on for years um so i'm telling you this right now all right so it might be nothing it might be something or whatever i'm telling you right now and uh so she basically took my name took my number and that's it never heard anything off, from, off the police again or anything about it again um possibly not well possibly not because they actually got the person who did it um, but this person is like breaking down in, in court and in jail, um, which made me think about how someone does something like that, which, um, it brought me back to books I read about the IRA actually, which is how would you do something like that and get away with it, um, is you'd use, um, secretive cells or you can't com- com- compartmentalize what you want to do and, um, make sure the there's sections of the people involved that don't know each other and um, possibly if you can get around it and ideally if you're the perpetrator who wanted to do that to an individual um, the people you get to do it don't know who you are um, but just from sitting back and just watching what I was watching on the TV and obviously like it's really weird because I've known the police like, I was working in a police officer's house a week um, a, f- a few weeks after it happened and one of the perpetrators actually looked like him on tv and uh, he um, then he was round the corner of the cop was and he says what do they use my look alike and uh, but he just sat round the corner and then i think he was like out the door um, so that was like part of the um, the crazy weird experience that i call an experience um, but yeah, never heard anything about about it again. The police never contacted me about it again or anything. And carried on going to the Department of Justice and uh, leaving information in here and there about what was happening. And went and filed another couple of complaints and went to court trying to try get harassment order against the people in the building um, who are actually from England. I went to a bar one time when I started complaining about them and there's some other people from England in there and they said, oh yeah, he's the person who tortured Jihadi John and uh, they were laughing at the end of the bar and uh, so I don't know where to go with that after that other than try and get away from the people. I know that sounds completely far-fetched and unbelievable but um, I've got my department of justice file number and it's all in there and it was stamped and dated when it did get when it didn't get lost so i don't know i'd like to see now if it was still in there or if it had been lost (laughs) Right, so uh, I think I'll just get back to the Super Bowl final. Right, I don't really—I'll be honest with you, Tom Brady. If you ever hear this, Bill Belichick. If you ever hear this, I don't really want to go. All right, that the AFC final was enough for me. Like it was more than enough for me. It was, as far as I was concerned, like that was—I had my victory. I'd won the Super Bowl. Um, my season was over. I didn't need to go, but. A couple of days before, I was like, if I was ever going to go to a Super Bowl, this is the one time I should go. After all that, you know, after all that driving and throwing away my rosary beads, which I had for like 13, 14 years, and that's like, that was pretty significant um, because um, they've been with me my whole time um, since 2005. Um, Probably because I did that is probably the reason why I ended up going to the Super Bowl because. If I didn't see it through to the end and go to the Super Bowl, then I would have probably always regretted it. If we'd have lost, I'd have regretted it. I would have thought if I'd have gone, we'd have won. But if I'd have, lost, if I'd have stayed at home, we'd have lost. And I had to, would have had to think about that if I didn't go. So I thought, for, you know what, I'm going. I didn't want to spend three grand on a ticket where I had to sit right at the back. And I would have got a better view at home, would have enjoyed it more at home. And then the money on flights and whatever else. But if I was ever, ever, ever going to go to the Super Bowl, like that was the one I should be going to. Um it's only everyone says it's only something you do once in your life. Um so yeah, no, I I, I had to go, but it was Wednesday night. I just thought I didn't want to go. I wasn't going, like I'd already won the I'd already won the AFC. We'd already beaten the Chiefs, which was like the main goal that year. And the Patriots probably win it anyway. So but then I thought, no, gotta go. For one season I'm gonna see it through or go all the way for one season. Um had to go, so Thursday night I booked the ticket, flights were alright because I I think I flew into Nashville and drove in from Nashville um, which I did for the AFC final as well I had to get um, a flight to Oklahoma I think, or wherever Bill Belichick's from, I had to fly to where Bill Belichick's from, he's the manager um, for all you Limeys um where am I now? All right, I'll get back to Hold on. I know I'm real bad for going off track here. Um, oh, yeah. So I booked it. I booked it and ended up going. Drove in. I got there. I think I saw one of Dorset's relatives outside. I'm wearing a Sony Michelle shirt. Um, he scored the only try, probably because I wore that shirt, or the only touchdown, probably because I wore that shirt. Um and the Patriots win. But before that, more significantly than all that, and more importantly than all that, I'm doing laps around the stadium and walking psychological rings around the team. I end up doing about 10 miles and saying a full decade of the Rosary. Um, so I'll probably take the credit for the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, probably will. All right, so I don't want to go over the whole thing again, like whether... um. Just don't want to go over the whole thing like stats and actually holding the ball physically in the game and all that. Um we won because of what I did. And it's probably like the greatest gift anyone's ever given to anybody. Probably greater than the gift of life itself. Um very welcome.